This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Wednesday, February 15th, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. And I'm Veronica Belmont. Producer of the podcast. All right. I don't really like how that sounds. <laughs> Welcome to episode 167 of Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of indeterminate length. Oh my you, God, we got a number. Yeah, we, I went back. I actually spent a good 15 minutes this morning going back and counting. Wow. That's <laughs> a lot of effort. Uh, yeah, so going back, dating from March 30th. I know April 29th is listed as our original Those are the alpha episodes. Episode, but uh, dating, going back to March 30th, this is episode 167. If we had any before March 30th, that's revisionist history. They don't exist anymore. Exactly. They're certainly not on the server. And they didn't the matter because I wasn't the producer. They're certainly not on the server. So, nope. yeah. That's like the episodes of MASH before Harry, uh, you know, Colonel Potter came. <laughs> Just a whole different situation. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Right. Without Molly here to stop us, we just ramble on. HBO is targeting PVRs. This on Boing Boing today. HBO has disabled the ability of your legitimately purchased Microsoft Media Center from recording certain HBO content. Oh, so it's just certain HBO content. Well, I, I say that because I don't know for sure that <laughs> it's everything. Uh, it doesn't okay. say in the Boing Boing posting whether it is or not. But Ed Bott has a screenshot of, up over at his site at Media Central. Basically, HBO is restricting his ability to view a show that he recorded on that PC. Uh, and I know, and the reason I'm I'm being a little hesitant is I know from a, a, a different posting over on Zat's Not Funny, which is also linked from the Boing Boing article, that HBO is on a quest to specify what you can and cannot record to your DVR. They've been at the forefront of limiting recording rights, according to Zats. Uh, and I know one of their big things is they really want to restrict your ability to record on-demand stuff. They don't right. want people recording on, paying for an HBO program on-demand and then recording to a DVR, which is ridiculous. Because you paid for it. Usually, the broadcaster's big problem with a DVR is that they might not get the ratings because the Nielsen system is so funky, or you won't see the commercials. Okay, Neither of which is a concern to HBO. HBO, you have to pay to get it in the first place, so you've bought their content whether you want it or not, right? You're paying a monthly fee, or you're paying on-demand, and then you record it to your DVR to watch it later. Why? Why can't you time shift? Of all things, HBO. It seems like they would. I be know that would make perfect the sense. perfect choice for that. But no. So um, this hasn't hit TiVo's yet, though, right? I don't think it's, it's hit TiVo's. Although I'm sure HBO wants it to hit TiVo's. But <laughs> due time. Uh, no, I have recorded things. I don't have HBO currently, but I have recorded off HBO before onto my TiVo and ha- not had a problem. So. I don't know, just just a bad move on HBO's part because I have big hopes for places like HBO to be the f- the leaders, like Showtime is putting their stuff on iTunes, being the leaders and and saying, hey, we don't care about time shifting, we don't care about ratings. What we want is get our product out there. This uh, they're really just not getting it. Yeah, they're not getting all. it at all. Buzz off HBO. Oh, HBO gets the buzz off. Uh, Ars Technica has an article posted today and a thank you to PK Scout who found it, posted it on the forums, saying that HD, DVD, and Blu-ray will be delayed again, this time because of DRM. Oh, God. See, HBO, just watch and learn, will you? So there's a, uh, there's a encryption system called the AACS, Advanced Access Content System, that will prevent you from copying a high-definition DVD. And the same encryption system is used on both HD DVD and Blu-ray. Now, Blu-ray wants an additional protection measure in the scheme that will allow them 
to change the encryption going forward. So, so if, if someone, someone hacks it and cracks it, then they can update the DRM. Exactly. Uh, not Now, it wouldn't be retroactive. It would just no. only happen for disk going forward. But in the Ars Technica article, they point out that DCSS was a huge disaster in the in Hollywood's eyes because once it was out there, all DVDs, even currently, can be cracked with DCSS. So they've had to fight in Like lawsuits court. and yeah. stuff to try to change it. So anyway, it uh, looks like the spring 2006 launches of HD, DVD, and Blu-ray will be pushed back by a month or more. Also, Blu-ray won't get the jump on HD, DVD. They'll both come out at the same time. That's kind of a leveler. Meanwhile, storage prices are falling, folks. And if HBO doesn't stop you from recording your shows, you'll be able to just record them and store them and say, forget it. I don't want you HD, DVD, or Blu-ray. Still think that's about... I'm just going to make a guess, year and a half, two years away before storage becomes a real viable option as mm-hmm. an alternative to this. But I also think HD, DVD, and Blu-ray are about a year away from becoming main, acceptable mainstream because of the slow adoption of high-definition right. TVs. So it, they could they could meet up. The more they delay, the worse it is for I them. I don't have money to buy a new TV. And you won't because I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I was trying to turn that into a transition. And it I, just I noticed fell apart. it. It kind of, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say because you're going to uh, spend all your money on the Xbox 360, but then I realized you would, you probably won't do that. No. Uh, but you can apparently buy an Xbox 360. We mentioned that earlier. And when we come back from the break, we'll give you a little insight into why there have been Xbox 360 shortages. Also, something that Veronica might spend her money on, the Nintendo DS has a new web browser. And we have a few security uh, things that you need to know about from RSA. Stay with us. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. So tell me, Tom, why can't I get an Xbox 360 if I wanted to? Well, apparently, according to news.com.com, Daniel Turdeman posted on the blog there (laughs) that the San Jose Mercury News has reported Infineon, one of the two companies manufacturing chips for the Xbox 360, has been unable to keep up with the demand. So Microsoft ordered the memory, and one of the companies is unable to supply it. And that is what has caused the delays. Wow. So it actually wasn't Microsoft's fault so much, other than choosing Choosing a bad company. Microsoft has said repeatedly that it plans to replenish stocks soon and that its ability to do so will be helped by the addition of a new Chinese factory run by a Canadian company called Celestica. So they found another company to fulfill the RAM. Although it's in China, which, as we all know, Yahoo and Google and everybody are on Capitol Hill just getting beaten up for co- cooperating with China. So be careful, Microsoft. It might be taken away soon. Who knows? Watch your backs. Yes, watch your back. Now, you love this new Nintendo DS, do you not? I do. It's fantastic looking. It was uh, unveiled today at the DS Conference 2006 in Japan. David Rudden posted it on the Alpha blog here at CNET uh, and a link to some pictures of it. It uses Opera, which I know we have some Opera fans in the Mm -hmm. audience, as the browser, and it has a TV tuner. So you can not only surf the web, but you can watch TV on it. And then the second screen, you know, the DS has that Yeah, yeah, the pictures look really cool because you can kind of like make a remote out of the touchscreen. So that's really cool, except for the fact that uh, there's no release date for the U.S., just um, Japan. Oh, really? No. As usual. Oh, uh, yeah. That's they not... get the cool stuff. Well, I guess we'll just have to plan a t- trip to Japan then to do Buzz Out Loud 
Yeah, while anyone want to buy a Nintendo a DS? Because I mean, DS. I just got mine, so you can have mine, and I'll buy the new one. Well, you can sign yours and sell it to uh, rabid Buzz Out Loud fans in Japan. You know, not a bad idea. Real quickly from the RSA, Robert Vamosi here at CNET posted on the Alpha blog about the fact that you can hack Google to display directories that are otherwise hidden from search engines using a little hack called inurl colon robot dot text. Basically, George Kurtz of McAfee demonstrated this on stage, went to whitehouse.gov and listed all the subdirectories on Iraq and 9-11 with this hack that the Bush administration does not want to surface on Google or other search engines. Wow. So, you know, this isn't as bad as directories with maybe all your payroll information surfacing, but it's it's pretty pretty nifty for one thing. You can, <laughs> Very clever. You can find some hidden directories that way. But uh, what it does is it uses the robot's text file, which is a file meant to keep robots from crawling certain areas of your site, and it displays what the robot's text file is telling you not to display. Huh. So it's using your protection against you. Another RSA uh, encryption demonstration that I found interesting. This is this, fantastic. Yeah, this is on EE Times via slash dot. Adi Shamir demonstrated how you can use a directional antenna and a digital oscilloscope to monitor the power used by RFID tags while they're being read and then basically attack them and disable them. He hasn't tested all RFID tags, but he did test the biggest brand. And he says a cell phone has all the ingredients you need to conduct an attack and compromise all the RFID tags in the vicinity. This makes me feel a little less likely, a little less um, forthcoming in, in implanting a chip into my arm, you know, because I was planning on doing that, like, next week. Yeah, I already did. Yeah, you did? Uh-huh. Well, so I'm gonna, now it can be rendered I'm useless. I'm going to screw it all up with myself. I need to later. stay away from Adi Shamir. <laughs> Uh, yeah, obviously not everybody's going to be able to just rip open a cell phone and attack your FID chips, but somebody who knows what they're doing can, can reconfigure one to do it. And this is just showing that RFID isn't secure enough because people have been trying to get that price down mm-hmm. on RFID. So it's cheap enough to use for everything because they just want to scatter it about like rice and yeah, it's not, it's not ready yet. Need to put a little more thought into it first, guys. All this does is collect the reflected signal from the RFID, and it measures the power because you can see the point at where the chip is unhappy about a wrong bit being sent. So you can kind of test it with different passwords to see which ones are right, and then you can, as it writes a note to the RAM that it received a bad bit and to ignore the rest of the string... In, and, and no, I'm Charlie Browning you here. But uh, then, it, then you can use that as information that, okay, that's a bad bit. Try a new one. And you just keep hacking it with passwords and, and information until uh, you find the right one. Huh. And then you can read everything in your passport because that's what's going to happen. They're going to put RFID chips in your passports and then you're going to be afraid of people with cell phones. Exactly. <laughs> Here's something a little more dear and dear to your heart then, Veronica. Apple updates OS 10 to 10.4.5, fixes an issue with front row, but most entertaining to me, <laughs> Safari no longer quits unexpectedly when deleting America online mail messages via AOL webmail. Who uses AOL yeah. and who uses Safari? Guys, stop using AOL webmail. Just stop it. Stop using Safari. Safari is trying to tell... No, Safari is fine. Is a... Great web browser. Just use Firefox. I do use Firefox, I know. but I'm just saying that Safari is a great <laughs> web browser also. Plus, we need a little controversy with Molly gone, for goodness it's sake. Trying to tell you something. Yeah, don't, don't use AOL don't webmail. Use, don't use AOL mail. Don't use AOL. 
Oh, oh. I'm gonna get. Yeah, that may be going a little far. Some people, <laughs> it's right for some people, like yeah. training wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, noobs. Uh, but yeah, just this just on the heels of the porting of OS 10 10.4.4 to x86, we uh, we get a 10.4.5. So now they have to start all over. They're going up through these um through these updates pretty quickly. Why is that? I don't know. It's, it, it feels like 10.5.0 is right on the horizon. Yeah. And then they're going to come out with a new animal, panther, tiger. No, they're doing, Um, I know the animal. Oh, I know the animal. Oh, you do? There is an animal. All right. Think about this while I introduce Liger. <laughs> Liger. <laughs> that, I would buy a, an apple. <laughs> an, I, we have an apple. I, I would buy a new one just so I could buy a Liger. <laughs> I got a Liger laptop. Liger 10.5. I, I got a Liger MacBook. <laughs> Perfect. All right, who sent you this picture, this latest photoshopped picture of an Apple product that probably doesn't exist? Uh, this is my <laughs> my friend Nick Rhodes actually sent this to me, and but he got it sent from someone else whose name is escaping me, and I apologize profusely. But hey, if the Apple iPhone looked like this, I'd be in on it. This is a much better uh, photoshopping than some of the others we've seen up to date. As, very, as Eric very pointed out yesterday, the, the photoshopping of the overlay on the so-called new video iPod wasn't so great, but this is beautiful. It's yeah, an Apple is... iPhone clamshell design. Yeah, it kind of looks like if you combined a razor and an iPod together. Really? You think? Yeah, I, I think guess so. Got the, yeah, the, it's got a razor feel to it. Kind of, if it doesn't have the razor. tapered edge. It's kind of throwing me off. It's a little blocky. I kind of like edge. how it looks better. Yeah. Actually, so this is from um, Techie Blog. Techieblog.com is where this is posted. It looks like a real fancy uh, mod office supply. Yeah. You know, I'm into it. Those kind of like Target designed IKEA looking things. I would definitely buy this phone. Anyway, if it came out. It's not real. It's not real, so I never will. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. And if an hey, iPhone, you don't know if it's not going to happen. An iPhone ever comes out, it probably won't look like that. But it's a it great, could. great artist conception. I like it. Uh, funny posting on the forums from Matadata. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, he talks about the fact that Mazda went and bought the search word Pontiac on Google. There was a USA Today story about it. So that when you saw the ad on the Olympics that we talked about the other yeah. day, where you they ask you to go to Google and type in Pontiac, then a bunch of Mazda results would come so, up on the right side. On the sponsored yeah. links, right? But that's since uh, we, we tried it before the show and it didn't work anymore. Well, and that's funny. I tried it last night when I first saw this posting and it did work. And mm-hmm. then by this morning, all the ads on the right side were So do you think Pontiac, Pontiac like, outbid them Yeah, the I'm sure they results? did. Well, in the USA Today story, they were kind of flippant like yeah we don't care but then you know somebody oh, at, back at pontiac on. was racing like what do we have to do how much do we have to bid yeah that's a load of below which is great for mazda because now pontiac just blew a lot of money buying keywords that probably <laughs> is not going to help them all right so on to the forum postings uh yes um so we've got one from rossi brown who's a great contributor and um what word did i just say contributor sorry yes. um and see he says i want a macbook pro but tell me can i trade all my windows software for mac versions and then uh, what does Kevin say? Uh, Kevin S. responded and, and actually did a little legwork. You know, he might be up for a T-shirt this week after yeah. this. We'll see. Not making any calls. It's Wednesday. It's early. But uh, <laughs> he called Adobe because one of the things Rossi Brown wanted was a bunch of Adobe software and said it's called a cross-platform upgrade. Not a cross-grade. Don't get confused. It's a cross-platform upgrade. And they will do it for free provided you have the current version of the software. And that you send them a letter of software destruction. That means you write a letter and say, I destroyed my PC version of my Adobe software. You also have to pay the shipping. 
If it is not current, if you have an older version of, say, Photoshop, yeah. uh, you pay the upgrade price and send the letter of software destruction, and they'll send you a Mac version. But the thing is, is that Adobe is not going to Universal until 2007. So this is a great deal, Ross, if you're switching to a PowerPC-based Right, Apple. not not one of the Mac Intels. But if you're going I mean, to the MacBook, MacBook Pro, Pro and you get the Adobe software, then you're going to have to pay another 50 bucks later for a cross-grade. Right. And when is that going to happen, Veronica? Like to, I don't know, 2007, I've heard. For yeah, Adobe's upgrading. taking a long time. Yeah, so. they are some reason taking a really long time to go to to that platform. So it's it's weird. So you're going to have to wait a while, I guess, or um buy a cheap PC to run your Adobe stuff on or buy Well, he's a... already got a Windows, oh, he's I guess. Got it. He okay. just we want he wants to switch to Apple. Okay. He's just he being, should. he's hearing the siren song. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why Adobe's doing that. Stay with the PC. All right, let's hey. take some voicemails. Uh we got the ever inquisitive Scott from Salt Lake City. Hey, Tom, uh Scott again from Salt Lake City. I'm sorry to keep calling you guys, but uh, I just have to mentioned something, and maybe this isn't that big a deal, but you, on Monday's podcast, mentioned uh, about a widget being an executable. And my question is, is it pronounced executable or executable? So again, our choices are executable and executable. If you guys could weigh in on uh, how you think that really should be pronounced, I'd appreciate it. I'm not saying you're wrong or the other's right. I just, inquiring minds want to know. Thanks, bye. Okay, so, um... I'm saying executable. Yes, and that's what most people say. And I was under the impression that possibly this could be an alternate alternate pronunciation thing. You know, like gray can be spelled with an E or an A. Yeah. Uh, but I looked. we looked it up on dictionary.com, and they say executable. But it's dictionary.com. That yeah. isn't, so yeah. I reserve the right to go home and look it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, the big old thing that I but have. But it's like home. executing an action. You know, it's like... It, it, I think you could say I'm it both ways. I'm not saying okay. executable is wrong. I'm saying executable okay. is also okay. But you know what? I could be totally off my rocker there. I've been known to be like that before. <laughs> Good. Let's go to the next one from Bill in Baltimore. Tom, Bill from Baltimore here. You were talking about video today on the podcast. Uh, generally, when you import things from your digital video camera, you'll come in with an AVI wrapper, and it'll be a codec called DV. Um, you were also talking about whether there's something that's truly universal. The only thing that's really close to being universal is CIF format, the common interchange format, 352 by 240, MPEG-1, 1.5 megabit, uh, yeah, blah, 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 wah, 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 wah. So there you go, Veronica. Um, however, the iPod does not actually play that format as far as I know. And as far as doing M4V or MOV files, only the iPod will really play those because... Most of the other players would require you to convert them, as I do quite often for video podcasts. So really, there's nothing out there universal, and uh, I don't know what to tell somebody who wants to do a video podcast and let everybody watch it without having to go through some kind of conversion process. I don't think there's a good solution out there right now. Talk to you later, folks. Keep up with the good work with the podcast. Bye. Ah, good. Thank you, and thank you for uh, for giving us the Charlie Brown alert there. Uh, yes, AVI. Okay, that that's good to know. So stuff comes into AVI, and then you have to convert it from AVI. But that's one of the problems with video podcasting is that yes, the .mov plays on almost every PC, mm-hmm. but it doesn't play on all of the video, uh, the the mobile video devices like an Arcos right. or a Creative. Right. So I don't know enough about um about personal media players to really make that kind of judgment call. 
Um, I don't really know what the best thing to... I have been trying to figure this out for weeks now. Well, and I don't think anybody's really figured it out because yeah. I know several video podcasts that I get through iTunes will not play on my iPod because they're not they're they're not encoding as an M4V or an MOV. Uh, okay. And it's even hard to get MOVs sometimes to play. They have to be encoded just right. Right, right. So uh, anyway, on to James in Connecticut. Oh, James, we're not making fun of you. No, 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 no. Yeah, I I apologize. We you took it the wrong way. What we were sa- we were starting to complain about Molly being in Hawaii and then we were actually saying, "Got, you know, we should thank our stars that we're not under all that snow. We were I spent 18 years in Connecticut. And oh, so man. I can relate. I know how cold it is. I know how bad the snow is. I would never make fun of you. I grew up on the flat, windy plains of Illinois where the snow doesn't stop. There's nothing to, to keep it away from your head. <laughs> and that's the reason I moved to Texas and, and stay in warm weather areas now. It's, it's one time walking across the quad yeah. in Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> anyway, before I have another flashback, let's take the next call. Hey, Tom and Tom, Molly, and Veronica. I just wanted to mention a, a bad experience I had with Apple service. Uh, about three months ago, I switched to Apple, and we took a trip to Israel, actually, and I bought their kit so that I can use my, my PowerBook in another country. But when I brought it there, for some reason, it broke my battery and my cord, and when I brought it back to the Apple store, they would not give me a new cord or a new battery, and I had to buy that. But I do love OS X, and I do love my Mac, so thanks. Yeah, this kind of sounds like a bad... Um, what do you have to say to that, Veronica? And nothing, really. Sometimes stuff doesn't work. Well, I would say you probably shouldn't be buying your travel kit from Apple. No, I You're, you're I probably would, yeah. paying too much, but you would think it would work. I mean, It I, sounds like not only did it not work, but it went terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah, I took our PowerBook to Australia and New Zealand, and we just bought a travel uh, adapter from the Rand McNally store, and it worked just fine. Oh, that's good. But right. I'm glad you still like OS X, and I'm glad that you still like your Mac. It's very exciting. We did get a call from Paul, not Ron, but we're running out of time, so I'm just going to mention that he wanted to make sure we knew that his school news show that he mentioned on yesterday's show is www.theflash.tv, and that it is a very professionally, he said in his call, it's a very professional type show. It's not just an amateur show. You you watched it, right, yeah. Veronica? Yeah, it What'd looks you think? good. It looks good, and the website's really great, too. Yeah, I saw the website. It's very pro, so go check it out. Uh, email from Chad in Portland. He said he just got this off dig.com, Adult Swim. Given all the talk that you all on the buzz, y'all on the buzz have been well talking about with television and internet delivery, looks like Adult Swim is going to be one of the first attempts at making it successful, especially since it says that the premieres will now appear online two days before on air. Yeah, this seems to be a trend mm-hmm. to be putting the video up online before it goes on air. Why do you think they're doing that? I don't know, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, maybe way, advertisers, I'm maybe advertisers okay will expect a lot more people to come. Yeah, it's the premiere. Gil, the widget maker, we talked hmm. about the disappearing widget. Uh, he wrote us a long email explaining the misunderstanding he had with Tripod over hosting the widget, but it's back up now, and we will put the URL in the newsletter. Willie also wrote in. He says he hears us talking about TiVo. Wasn't sure if we'd heard of Moxie. Actually did hear about Moxie yes. on Dig. They did it on their podcast this weekend. Uh, it's a DVR that he says Charter Cable offers. Apparently Adelphia offers it as well. And it's a great alternative to TiVo. It has two tuners, HD capable, slick interface. Uh, just curious what we thought about. I've only heard what Alex and Kevin were talking about right, it. And right. Alex loved it. But I haven't seen one in action. Have you? Nope. 
and it, you know what? You have to have the cable company that provides it. Comcast here in San Francisco does not, does not provide it. Big surprise there. But I like the direct t- TV TiVo just fine. It's pretty slick as well. But yeah, I've heard good things about Moxie. So Vinny Mann wrote in, said he loves the podcast. It's the perfect length for his morning commute. He just wants us to do traffic reports for the New York metro area. Hey, guess what? There's Whoa. a lot of traffic. Let's go to Veronica for traffic. Lots of it. Yeah, that's it's packed. Take a take a take a train. Don't drive. I think because it's good because we're not a uh, you know any kind of um, we can say that pretty much for any major metropolitan area. If you if you look out your window right now, you'll see a lot of cars. Cars. Maybe All right, some trucks. Jason and Philly uh, wrote into us, and this is not funny. Actually, we need to sort of stop down. Uh, Australian biker died. While listening to their iPod on the bike, they uh, they got knocked off the bike and were hit by a car. And Australian police are now saying if you're a cyclist and you want to stay alive, this is a quote. If you're a cyclist and you want to stay alive, I wouldn't wear an iPod under any circumstances. Yeah. Because she was in London, too, which is a really busy city. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. And it's stupid. And I yelled at someone the other day that I saw doing it because I stopped. But it's really, you know, just use common sense. You got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about cell phones and driving, but they're, you know, if you're on a bike or even if you're just walking around, pay attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. And we also want to give a frapper shout out to Scott Wilder in uh, Greenwood, Indiana. Yay, Scott. And he says, what's up, all you Buzz Out Loud freaks? You rock. And he made what is probably my favorite of the Photoshop contest so far, which is the Return of the Jedi shot. Oh, it's so good. Our heads on it. Even if my head had to be big to cover Harrison Ford's. And you can see that at um, at Flickr, no E, dot com slash groups slash Buzz Out Loud. All right, folks, give us a call. 1-800-616-CNET. You can email us buzz at CNET.com and post in our forums, forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. If you're wondering where Molly is, she will be back on the following Tuesday. She is on a beach. Sigh. Life's a beach for her. See you later, (laughs) folks. Bye. It's Wednesday, February 15th, 2004. What? (laughs) (laughs) Or, wow.